Amen. Good morning, church. Let's all stand together. We've been in a series over the last few weeks entitled, This Is Us. And we've been looking through the book of Ephesians to understand who we are as the church, but who we are as Cathedral of Faith. At the first week, we started in Ephesians 1 where we learned, we are blessed. Say that with me. We are blessed. So whether you live on the north side or the south side, the west side or the east side, we all live on the the blessed side because God's blessing and favor is readily available to each one of us. The next week, Pastor Ken talked to us from chapter 2 of Ephesians where we learned that we are masterpieces. Say that with me. We are masterpieces. We've been taking pictures in the foyer. We've been hashtagging this is us COF because we recognize that God is at work painting and carving and shaping our lives to be masterpieces for his glory. And this week we close out the series from Ephesians chapter 3 with an understanding that we are family. Say that with me. We are family. This passage of scripture is a powerful passage that helps us know who we are. This passage from Ephesians chapter 3 tells us a little bit about what God has planned for us. Let's hear the word of the Lord as I read this prayer of Paul and declare it to us. For this reason, Paul says, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches that he would strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that all of you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And that you would know this love that surpasses all knowledge. And that you would be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, to him... Christ Jesus, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen and amen. Let's give him thanks. When we come together as the people of God, we come to hear his voice, to know his heart, And this weekend, I'm believing we're going to leave here stronger, more encouraged, filled with hope and faith and anticipating what God's going to do. Let's ask God's blessing on his word. Father, thank you that this is not only a prayer that Paul prayed, but your Holy Spirit preserved it in scriptures because this is your heart for us. And I pray, Lord, that as we work through this passage, you would help us to understand more fully, to have images in our head and our spirit about what this looks like and how we can live this for your glory and for your honor. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for this incredible family. And Lord, I just pray your blessing on each person here in the sanctuary, in the amphitheater, in the foyer, those who are watching in Milpitas, those who are watching online. Just work by your spirit and do what only you can do. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray, amen and amen. Let's give God thanks and praise. So here's the truth. Cathedral of Faith is a home, and so I want to welcome you home today. In fact, as you're being seated, shake somebody's hand and say, welcome home. (laughs) 
I'd like to encourage you to reach in your bulletin and take out the sermon outline. We give this to you to take home so that the truths of today's sermon can not only be something you hear today, but something you can live out every day. And normally, I know some of you just like to listen, but I need you to participate in the sermon today, okay? And there's a couple times you get to participate, and you're going to need one of these to do it. So if you don't have a bulletin like this in your hand, raise your hand, keep them nice and high. The ushers are going to distribute them. Keep your hand up until they see your hand. Everybody needs one of these. So if you don't have one of these, you need one. Raise your hand. I want to make sure you're participating today in the message. You'll see as we go why that's important. So everybody needs one of these. So again, if you don't have one, raise your hand. Very nice. When we come together on a weekend like this, this isn't a concert. It's not a speech. It's not a club. We're the family of God. And God wants to teach us what that looks like and how that works. And so the best symbol for me of family is the table. It's always been a powerful symbol for me and my family of origin growing up with my wife and I through the 40 plus years we've been together with our kids, with friends and family in the body of Christ. Christ is calling us to a table to be family this weekend. And I'm looking forward to what God's going to work in us because he wants us to know what he has in store for us. Now let's imagine your phone would ring and you answer the phone and somebody says, you don't know me, but you have a long lost uncle who just died and left you an amazing inheritance. Most of us wouldn't hang up on that. We were like, okay, what does that mean? Well, this passage we look at today really shares with us the inheritance, what God has prepared for you, and I want to make sure you're not living short of his highest and best as we walk through this passage together. The first point is this. We are family, and we are to build up one another. Say that together. We are to build up one another. We're a place where the love is lived out. This truth of understanding that this is us as the church, but this is us as cathedral, is that we're a place where God wants that love to be lit out as we build up each other. In fact, one of the things we're going to do is bring to light the fact that we have campuses all over the Bay Area. We're grateful for the men and women who are serving as pastors all up and down the Bay Area. And in fact, to bring about our sense of unity with all of them, our site pastors and our pastoral team and our campuses are going to declare the scriptures for us. So listen as Pastor Rosie from Mac Morgan Hill brings the first passage. Encourage one another and build each other up. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 That's a powerful passage for us where the scripture says that we're to build each other up. Now, I don't know whether you have happy memories or sad memories of family, but for me, I'm fortunate enough to have had an amazing family. My dad was in the military. We traveled the world. But the one thing that kept us together was our times around the table, times of sharing, times of growing. It's times when I learned God's purposes, and it's times when I learned what family is all about. Listen to Pastor Mike from Watsonville as he brings the next message. You are members of God's own family and you belong to God's household with every other Christian. Ephesians 2, 19. Family was not only a place I learned how to connect, it's a place I learned how to have responsibilities because from a very young age, we all had responsibilities. Setting the table, 
clearing the table, doing the dishes, being part of family. Family is this place where we connect and find purpose because we have something in common. Spiritual family members have a common father. The, the Lord God himself is the father that calls all of us into relationship, calls us to connect, and calls us to enjoy his purposes. We all come together to that same table to enjoy what God has for us. Listen as Pastor Daniel, our online campus pastor, declares the word of the Lord. God has given us the privilege of being born again, so now we are members of God's own family. 1 Peter 1.3 Shout out to all of our online people watching. Blessings all of you. Pastor Kenny and Shirley, love you guys. So glad to have you out there. We're praying for you. The table is a place that God brings us together as the family to share in his purposes, to know his heart. And this was a place where our family had devotions. This is where we would pray together and read the word, hear from God together. The table is this place of connection. We're the same family. In fact, Pastor Gill takes it a little further in this next verse. Listen as he declares it to us. God's family is the church of the living God the support and foundation of the truth, 1 Timothy 3.15. Did you hear what he said? The church is the support and foundation. In fact, circle that on your outline. The church is the support and foundation. How many of you know foundation is important? If you live in California, we have something called earthquakes. Anybody ever felt an earthquake? Oh, wow, only a handful of you. Wow. It's inevitable in California that you're going to face earthquakes. And so part of the responsibility is making sure we have a foundation that's stable. And I'm not a prophet, and I'm not a foreteller, but I can tell you something. You're going to face some earthquakes in your life. There are going to be some physical earthquakes with your health. There might be emotional or mental or financial or spiritual earthquakes. We can't always tell when they're coming, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we start to experience something that shakes our life. And this passage says that the foundation, the support for us, is the church. When we've built relationships together, when we're connected with each other, it gives us a foundation to build on so that when those shaking times come, and they will, we have people to connect with who can walk with us and love us and care for us that's why fellowship in the Bible is so important. And here's the table of fellowship that God invites us to. Fellowship is the antidote to discouragement. When you get around to discouragement, is to get around some encouraging people. Here's what happens. Whenever you're with people, something increases. You get with some people, you come away negative. Mutuality is a dynamic of increase. But you are some people and you feel better. And I don't know about you, but I love, I get to come to four services every weekend. And no matter how I'm feeling when I walk into service, all of a sudden we start to worship the Lord. We start to declare his praises. Pastors Vaughn and Irene start to lead us. We start to sing. And your praises combine with my praises. And we lift our voices together. And something starts to rise up inside. All of a sudden there's hope and there's strength and there's encouragement. And there's all these things happening. That's why we come together here. We're not just checking out, okay, I went to church, did that. Next. Then we cut the grass. Okay, now let me wash the dishes. No, no, this isn't a checklist. This is where something gets increased in us. Because here we're to build each other up and encourage each other. In fact, take out your bulletin for just a moment. 
I want you to open it up to the middle, and you'll see a large blank space. And it's got two passages there from Hebrews. One says, encourage one another daily. One says, let us consider how to spur each other to love and good works. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down an encouraging statement. Just a a sentence or something to encourage people, because in just a moment, we're going to encourage one another. So take a moment to write it down. And if you're thinking, oh, I don't know what to write, I've got some options for you on the screen. Here they are. Maybe you want to put, be strong in the Lord, or God is with you. You are favored. God is at work in you. You are loved. God bless you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't lean on your own understanding. God has a hope and a future for you. God is watching over you. So write something down there. And in just a moment, we're going to stand. I'm going to have Matthew, Roberta play one of Pastors Vaughn and Irene's songs. And we're going to walk around and share with each other. You'll show them your encouragement. They'll show you theirs. And we'll build each other up. Okay? You guys ready to do this? So again, let's throw that back up on the screen, Ken, for just a moment so you can see some options. If you don't have one, write one of these down on your paper. Okay? I'll give you another second or two. Again, we're going to encourage each other. Some of you came to saying, I need an encouraging word. You're about to get it. Okay? So let's all stand. Go ahead and hit it, sound crew. And let's take some time to encourage each other and build each other up. way back to your seat. So let me share something with you. When you're on your way to church on Sunday mornings, instead of turning on the radio and just listening to traffic, because there's no traffic on Sundays, and you know, if you listen to Carrie at home before you leave, you don't have to listen to the radio on the way here and listen for the weather. On your way here, just listen to the Lord and say, God, would you give me an encouraging word to share when I get there? And maybe when you're walking in the hallway, maybe you're coming into service, maybe after service, you'll have an encouraging word. We're here to build each other up and strengthen each other and encourage each other because this is a place where the love is lived out. And I encourage you to come prepared to encourage and build up others. Let's look at the second point. We are family and we're to grow together. We're to grow together. Say that with me. We're to grow together. And that's because nobody's perfect. None of us. We need each other. Listen now as Brother Egg comes to give the word of the Lord from our East San Jose campus. We will be mature and full grown in the Lord, measuring up to the full stature of Christ. Ephesians 4.13. God wants us not just to be Christians, but growing Christians. I know some people who received Christ many years ago, and they're no more mature now than they were then. Because they haven't committed to grow. And that's God's call for us, that we would grow together. 
The table was not only a great place for my family growing up, but for Diane and I, I remember when we were dating, we had spent hours at the table talking about our core values, what our dreams were, what God wanted for our life. This is the place to dream and grow. And in those years, we were just starting out believing for what God had for us, but it was there that God continued to strengthen us and speak to us and show us his purposes. I was a waiter once, in case you're wondering. That's how I got through grad school, was waitering. Um, the, the table is a great place for us to be strengthened and grow in God's purposes. Because here's why. Spiritual family members have a common name. We have a common name. We just declared it in worship. And I want us to declare it now. That when I count to three, I want us to yell out the name of, that's above all names, the name of our Lord and Savior, the name of the one who's redeemed all of us, the name of the one whose name gives power to make demons flee, the name that unites us. One, two, three. Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus. Let's just give him thanks and praise for his faithfulness. No matter what our backgrounds, no matter what our differences, no matter what our past sins may be different, that name of Jesus unites us. Listen as Pastor Robert from Milpitas shares the word of the Lord with us. I kneel before the Father from whom all the family in heaven and on earth receives its name. Ephesians 3, 14 to 15. When we know who we are, we know what to do. That's part of what this series is about. We have a common name that unites us. And in that common name, God invites us to this table of discipleship. It's a table of discipleship that is declared this way. It says that Jesus must increase and we must decrease. We walk with others as we walk with Jesus. What happens is when we get with others, something increases. And God's intention is that something of his life would increase while we're together as we recognize the strengths and the blessings that we have in being a diverse body of believers. Now, all of you have different colors of bulletins. I want you to hold them up for just a moment. I'm going to have you help me up. You can put them down now. With a passage from 1 Corinthians. I've slightly rewritten it, but here's what I want you to do. Whenever I say orange, all the orange people raise your ears up. Orange, yellow, green, blue, red, purple. And when I say rainbow, everybody wave it. Rainbow. Very nice. Okay, you're ready to go. Let me read the word of the Lord. The body of Christ is like a rainbow. Though it is made up of many colors, yellow, orange, green, red, blue, and purple. And though its many colors are there, they form one rainbow. Now, the rainbow is not just made up of one color, but many colors. If the red should say, because I am not the blue, I do not belong to that rainbow. It would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the rainbow. And if the yellow should say, because I am not the orange, I do not belong to the rainbow. It would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the rainbow. If the whole rainbow were green, where would the purple be? 
If the whole rainbow were red, where would the blue be? But in fact, God has arranged all the colors of the rainbow. Every one of them, yellow, orange, green, red, blue, and purple, just as God wanted them to be. Now, if they were all one color, where would the rainbow be? As it is, there are many colors, but only one rainbow. The blue cannot say to the green, I don't need you. And the red cannot say to the yellow, I don't need you. But God has combined all the colors of the rainbow so that there'd be no division among us, but that all the colors should have equal concern for each other. If purple should suffer, the whole rainbow suffers. If orange is honored, every part of the rainbow rejoices with it. Now each one of you is part of the rainbow. Yellow, orange, green, red, blue, and purple. You are the rainbow of Christ, bringing his love, his life, his light through your love for God and your love for others. Let's give him thanks and praise. Amen. Here's the truth. We're all different. None of us are perfect. And we need each other despite our differences. In fact, I'm going to have the stage hands come help me out here. I've got some treats to pass out today. Some of you are like, we're having a one-time exemption. You're not normally allowed to eat in the sanctuary. But today, I'm giving you this. You just have to make sure you promise me that you don't leave your wrappers on the floor. Okay? There you go. So pass these out. Make sure everybody's got some of these kisses. And here's what happens. Once they give them to you, go ahead and eat it. Go ahead and eat the kiss. It's all yours to enjoy. Now, I do have to apologize up front. I was hoping to have kisses for everybody. I called Hershey's in Pennsylvania, Hershey's Chocolate, and they were willing to donate 90 pounds of Hershey's Chocolate for us to be giving everybody a kiss today. The only problem was they want, it was going to be about five to $600 in shipping. So not all of you get kisses today, but some of you do. You can try this at home. Here's some questions I have for those of you who've eaten your kisses. How many of you took it in one bite? How many took it in two or three bites? How many let it melt in their mouth? Ooh, you go, Laura. Is it still melting there? Mm. Let me ask another question. How many of you took the wrapper off? Okay, you might think that's a strange question. Have you ever eaten one of these with a wrapper on it? Eww. But let me explain something to you about this. All of us have rappers. We have personalities and issues and history, family struggles and emotional stuff. We all, none of us are perfect. And here's what we got to do. We don't think twice about peeling off the outer layer. We're glad it's there. It keeps it sanitary. It makes it appealing. The holidays, they come in colors. Here's what happens. Each of us have a wrapping the goodness and the sweetness of our life down inside there, sometimes covered with pain and struggles and personality stuff. Here's what I'm encouraging us, because nobody's perfect, and we're to grow together. Be patient. 
encourage one another, strengthen one another. And instead of judging each other by the outer shell, let's learn how to peel away the layers to listen, to hear, to love, and let the light of Christ work through us. Amen? In fact, I've got an important word for you, and it's this. When you judge somebody by what you see, you miss the story that you need to hear from them. And I encourage us, amen, let's give God thanks. I encourage you, in the body of Christ, we're a family where no one's perfect, so let's grow together. The third point is this, we are family and we are to reflect together. Say that with me, we are to reflect together. God wants to shine his life through you and through me to display to the world what he's all about. Let's listen as Pastor Kent from Gilroy brings the word of the Lord to us. Let your light shine before people in such a way that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, 16. The word of the Lord is that we as the people of God are to let our light shine before others so that they can see our good works and glorify the Father who is in heaven. Here's the interesting thing. We're not the source of light. Just like the sun is the source of light, but the moon just reflects to the world what the light is from the sun. That's our role. Jesus himself is the source of light, the light of the world, and he shines into our hearts, and we merely reflect his love. That's part of what we do because we're a place where anything's possible, including you being able to reflect the love of God. In fact, spiritual family members have an important other common thing, and we have a common resemblance, a common resemblance. It's been my privilege to have been to 54 countries. I've been able to take over 1,000 people on missions trips in my 40 years of ministry. I've had the privilege of living in Africa. I lived in Asia. I lived in Europe for three years. I've lived all over the world. There's something I need to share with you no matter where I go. Whether I'm in, when I lived with a tribe on the Kalahari Desert in Africa, whether I lived in the jungles of Guatemala up near Tikal, or whether I lived in a slum in New Delhi. There's something that I found every place I went. There's a resemblance. People in the family of God look alike. Now, maybe not on the outside. Some are richer, some are poorer, some are smarter, some can't read. Some have everything, some have nothing. But there's something I see in common. They have their father's eyes and they have their father's heart. There's something that starts to happen where they want to love and serve and bless and be a blessing. And that's the calling that God has for each one of us. That we have this common resemblance, no matter where we go, to let that light shine and make a difference. Listen as Pastor Gary from our Morgan Hill campus declares the word of the Lord. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew 6.10. That's the dream God has. God has a dream that there'd be a people here on earth who would show what it's like in heaven. And that's what we get to do, to reflect his love, to have that resemblance of our Father's life in us. I don't care what your heredity is. Maybe the table has a bad memory for you. I don't care what your history is. Our connection to God outweighs heredity and environment, it outweighs all that, to call us to a table where we can come together and experience the fullness of God's purposes. 
The table was a great place for Diane and we raised our boys. This is where we had our devotions, where we prayed, where we found out what was going, where we connected. It was at a table that they found out about the birds and bees. I mean, it was right there. It all happened at the table where family gathered. And this is a place where lordship happens. And here's what lordship is. Lordship table that God invites us to is that those who are centered in Jesus begin to look like him every day as we are connected to believers all across the earth and all throughout history. We become more like him. And it's a special privilege for me this weekend to have some of our great family members from Cathedral with us. I'm going to invite them to come join me on the platform. As they do, they're going to share a story in just a moment of how God has worked in them, how God has brought family together in them. Because as I said, we all face earthquakes. We all face difficult moments. And in this moment, I believe God wants to speak to us as our family members come and join us. Come on, Sherry. All right. What a great team we have here. I love sitting at the table with people. Sorry I don't have anything to feed you today. I could only get an exemption to have kisses in the house. So our friends here are going to share with us their name, how long they've been coming to the cathedral, and just a sense of understanding spiritual family here at Cathedral of Faith. Thank you, Pastor Wayne. Thank you. My name is Sherry Dennis. Um, my family and I have been attending Cathedral uh, Church family for 36 years. Um, I serve in children's ministry. And recently, I've um, experienced an unexpected earthquake in my life, um, one of the most difficult I've ever had to experience. When my husband and I were traveling home um, from a weekend getaway um, of celebrating 36 years of marriage, and we were violently struck by a drunk driver, and my husband didn't survive the accident. Um, but... Through that difficult experience, um, and I'm still, um, God's doing a work and a healing in me. It's been so good to have been connected to a church family where I've been able to grow in my faith and be rooted and grounded on a solid foundation. And I know it's because of this strong church family that I'm connected to. Their love, their prayers and support has really helped me and my family get through a very difficult time. So I just give God praise, glory, and honor. Amen. Let's give God thanks and praise for his faithfulness. Sherry, thanks so much. You have served so faithfully for so many years in our children's department, and our kids and our workers are blessed because of you. Just thank you for your ministry and your sharing, and, and our hearts are all struggling in this moment as a family member walks through this kind of time, and I'm just, I'm so grateful that you are part of our family, and thanks for serving and blessing and being such a blessing to so many. You know, in the midst of this loss, you've, you've always had such a joy and, you know, just the word of the Lord in you and encouragement and, you know, people call you and they get encouraged by you and you're the one walking through this earthquake. But thanks for your faithfulness. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that we have a church family that in these kind of moments we can support each other, encourage each other and connect. So thank you, Sherry. Mateo? So I'm Matthew, also known as Mateo. And for me, I've been attending Cathedral for a little bit over two years now. And the way I got connected in church was I got invited to attend a youth camp. And I didn't really want to go until a last minute decision. I decided to go. And at, before that youth camp, um, I didn't believe in God. I was not a believer. And I go to this camp and I get saved. 
And after I get saved, I was like, all right, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Life should be easy now. Then the enemy comes to attack and harm me. And so many things started to go worse and worse than they were before. And it was not until I got plugged in the church, I started to get mentored by Pastor Jeremy. He showed me my identity in Christ, my value. After Pastor Jeremy, I got connected more in leadership right there in 222. And I got to know Pastor Scott more, got connected to house parties with Sam and Aslan. And if it wasn't with them, I wouldn't know where I'll be right now. And if it wasn't for them, like, I wouldn't find my calling in life to be a pastor. Amen. So here's a young guy who didn't even want to go to church, but actually somebody paid his way and he sort of got forced into going to a camp and he met God there. And not only did he meet God, he met the family of God and started to connect and grow through all these mentoring and relationships. And now God has called him to the family of God to be a pastor. That's pretty amazing, Mateo. So thanks for that obedience to that call. How fun. I'm Janine O'Neill, and I've been going to church here for about 35 years, but in the band for about 25 years. And uh, I'm so grateful. <laughs> To be able to do my passion, which is music, and um, uh, just recently my husband had a brain bleed and a stroke, and uh, so we've been walking through that earthquake, and I can't tell you how miraculous everybody has been with their support here, you know, with the different ministries like the chaplaincy and Celebrate Recovery and um, the Chosen Generation, all the different ministries that we work in that I do music for, and I'm so incredibly grateful for the people here that have really, really, really helped us get through one of the toughest times. Um, so I'm just, I'm just so thankful. Amen. God. Let's give God thanks. And again, Janine, we're grateful for your decades of service here, leading us in worship each week. And in that midst of being faithful, she's blessed so many people herself. And I, she's one of these people that have been a great blessing to many people. And as a result of that, when the storm came, when the earthquake shook, she had relationships. I had a lady come to me, well, I actually met her out in public once, and she, you know, she was marking about how cheerful and joyful I was, and she's like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a pastor. She said, oh, I don't go to church. She said, I believe in the invisible church. I'm part of the invisible church around the world. I don't have to go to a building with people. And I just thought as I walked away, it's like, and so when something goes wrong in your life, who's going to visit you, the invisible pastor? You know, who's going to support you, your invisible friends? You know, like, we need each other. And God's put us as the body of Christ here at Cathedral to be that visible expression of the family of God, to walk together, support each other, to encourage each other, to plug in together and be a family. Some of you are missing from the table. I mean, you sneak in and out, which is fine. You've done that for a while. But God's saying, come have a seat. Come and dine. Come be part of the family. Art. Hi, church. My name is Art Felix. I've been at a cathedral for five years now. Um, my earthquake came on a Wednesday night. Uh, Pastor Mike came out and talked about saying that some of us have been sitting in these seats comfortably for many years now. And it's time for some of us to get out of those seats and start serving and giving back. Um, I went home that night convicted. I prayed about it and decided to give back and support my church. Um, God has blessed me in ways that I couldn't imagine. I serve on Sunday mornings. I'm part of Pastor Mike's ministry team on Wednesday nights. I encourage all of you to do the same. Um, 
give back to the Lord. Um, you'll be blessed for it. Amen. Thanks, Art. Again, Art and his wife, Laura, faithfully came every Sunday. They would come second service and go to Frank Vegas Bible study. They would come to my class on Thursday nights, Northern California Bible College. They would come Wednesday night. They were always here. But the earthquake came when God said, okay, you're sitting, you're sitting, you're sitting, you're taking, you're taking, you're taking, time to give. And that shaking happened as Pastor Mike spoke that over him, and now he serves as an usher. In fact, turn your head that way. That, that earpiece, he's not CIA. That's what our ushers wear so they can communicate with each other. Uh, in case you thought you were being spied on, you're not. Uh, he serves as an usher. He serves Pastor Mike. It's so great to see what God's doing because here at the table, it's a place to serve. It's a place to connect, a place to grow, a place to, to be blessed. God wants us to be part of his amazing family. Amen? Amen? So let's say thanks to our family for helping us out today. I want to give each of you a kiss before you leave. How fun. God is good. And all the time. Let's look at the fourth point on the back of the outline. It's this. We are family, and we are to serve one another and God and the world. Here's what God's plan is first. He calls us to serve because we're a place where... There's another one coming on the back soon. <laughs> we're a place where not only the love is lived out and no one's perfect and things possible, but everybody's welcome and we get to serve to make that happen. You and I are called to serve. Listen as Pastor Amel brings the word of the Lord to us. Each one should use whatever gift they have received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. 1 Peter 4.10. The first week we heard we are blessed, and the reason we are blessed is to be a blessing. The next week we heard we're masterpiece, not just so we can say, look at me, but so we can shine forth the glory of God. And we are family so that we can serve and use whatever gifts God's given to us to make a difference. In fact, here's what, another thing we have in common. Spiritual family members have a common purpose, a common purpose. God has a plan that you and I get to demonstrate through our lives and our ministry. Listen as Pastor George continues to share the word of the Lord with us. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark 10, 45. God's plan is for us to be like Jesus, which means he didn't come to be served, but to serve. We're not here just to be served, and we gladly serve one another, but we're here to serve as well. Not only some of my best times around the table with my family of origin, with my wife, with my kids, but with fellow believers. It's there where we celebrate each other's lives. When we gather as a staff and celebrate birthdays, when we, when we gather as friends and break bread together, there's this table that God invites us to. It's a, this table of partnership. And here's what God's partnership definition is for us. When we join God's family, we join his mission in seeking and saving the lost, in serving rather than being served. That's what God's purpose is for us, that we would serve others in this partnership that he comes to strengthen us for. Here's an important thing as I've prayed for us this week. I think some of us just try to survive. We're just trying to get through, and our goal is survival. But God has something different for us. He wants us to thrive. And so I've made up this other word called thrival, and that's what goes to the next blank. It says this, 
in God's family, we move from survival to thrival. It's not just about getting by. It's not just about surviving. But when we start to commit to one another as the body of Christ, we can start to thrive. In fact, here's the definitions I'll throw up on the screen. The first one, if you look at the dictionary, it says survival is the state of just trying to get by, continue to exist, whereas thrival is the state of continuing to grow and be strong and to flourish. How many of you would rather grow and be strong and flourish than just get by? Amen? And that's what God's call is for us as the body of Christ, that this is a place as family we can thrive. The table he calls us to is a place where we become all he intended us to be. Listen as Pastor Julio brings the word of the Lord to us. We understand what love is when we realize that Christ gave his life for us. That means we must give our lives for other believers. 1 John 3.16 So one of the powerful statements that he read in 1 John 3.16 is that Christ laid down his life for us and we're to lay down our lives for one another. Because there's this twofold movement as the family of God. And you've got to have both of them if you're really in the family. The first one is this, that joining the family of God starts you on a journey from death to life. We're dying to the old ways. We're moving from death to life. We're dying to our old self. We're dying to all the things of our past, our history, our heredity. We die to all that, and he moves us to life. And the daily following Christ is this journey of letting go of the old, dying to self, taking hold of the new. So it's a constant movement from death to life. But there's also another movement that indicates whether we are moving from death to life. Some of us are stalled in that process because we're not making the second movement. And it's this. Joining the family of God starts you on a journey from solitary to family. One of the ways you're moving to know you're moving from death to life is that I'm moving from being alone to being in family. I'm moving from just me to being us. In fact, I want to throw up that passage of scripture from Ephesians 3 that I opened up with. Here's the whole passage, and I want you to notice something. In red is all the first person stuff. When Paul says, I kneel, I pray, I pray. It's Paul praying this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's Paul believing for this. But notice all the things in green. Everything he desires, the family in heaven, that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. All these are in the plural. Everything in the green is plural in the original language, not singular. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts so that you would be rooted in established love together with all the Lord's holy people, that you would be filled with the measure of fullness, that he's more than all we could ask or think according to his power work in us. To him be glory in the church through all generations. All this is in the plural. In fact, When we look at the first chapter, when Pastor Ken spoke to us about we are blessed, when we look at the second chapter that shows us that we are masterpieces, these are all in the plural as well. It's about us. There's no person, singularity, solitariness to these passages at all. We become this together, not by ourselves, because we really do need each other. Let's listen as Pastor Ann gives that final statement from Ephesians 3 as a testimony over us. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. To him be glory in the church. And how does that happen? 
you haven't heard anything else, here's the bottom line truth of what God's intention for family is. Here's what we see woven all through the New Testament, and it's this, that the discipleship is being as committed to one another, to each other, as we are to Christ. Let's say that together. Being as committed to each other as we are to Christ. God is calling us to a commitment to each other. Yes, to him, but the more we commit to him, the more we will commit to one another, to being a blessing, to serving, to growing, to being an encouragement, to being strengthened. We've talked a lot about tables today, but I want to talk about a different table for just a moment. In the Old Testament, the sacrifices were offered on a table that was called an altar. And there they would bring the gift to connect with God. And Jesus himself offered himself on our behalf. And so in these next moments, he invites us to the table. And we're going to receive the elements of Holy Communion. He invites us to the altar, to the table, to sup with him and he with us. As Pastor Vaughn and the worship team lead us in this powerful song, I want us to worship the Lord. The ushers are coming at this time, and they're going to distribute the elements of communion. I encourage you to take the bread, take the cup, hold on to it, and we'll all receive it together in just a few moments. But receive the invitation of the Lord to come to his table in this moment and receive of him. Are you hurting and broken within Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin Jesus is calling Have you come to the end of yourself? Only thirst for a drink from the well Jesus is calling to the altar the Father's arms are open wide forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus is calling bring your sorrows and trade them for joy from the ashes a new life is born Jesus is calling oh come to the altar the Father's arms are
Jesus, as we hold this bread, we receive your invitation to the altar that you gave your life on, to the table of fellowship, so that we can go from death to life. Your death gave way to resurrection, and your death gives way to resurrection power within us. Would you help us as we move from death to life? that we would receive your strength and your power to be the people of God, the family of God, the way you intended, a people showing on earth what it's like in heaven. Let us be those people that bring your life and your light. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Let's receive the broken body of Christ. And Lord, we thank you for the cup of your blood. All of us have the same bloodline. All of us were cleansed and healed and forgiven by the same blood. We as a family identify that we are your children. And we're so grateful that not only does your death take us from death to life, but your life takes us from solitary to family. You want us to be connected and growing and strengthened and encouraged by what you do when you bring us together. And so, Lord, because we share the same bloodline, the same blood of Christ for forgiveness and strength and power, for purpose and calling, we celebrate our unity in you by receiving the cup of your blood. Let's take together in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just give him thanks and praise for his faithfulness to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to invite you to take hands across the aisles for just a moment. There's something I want to share with you. There's an old statement that says, if a cat jumps on a hot stove, it'll never jump on a hot stove again. But it probably won't jump on a cold one either. And here's what I want to unpack about that. Some of us have been wounded in relationships. You might have been wounded around the table with family. You might have been wounded in a church. You might have been wounded in marriage or somewhere. 
And as a result, the enemy's strategy is to isolate you and keep you solid. You say, I'm never going to trust again. I'm never going to love again. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that to myself again. That's the enemy's plan because the enemy knows that the greatest strength you need comes from these kind of moments to encourage and strengthen and build each other up. And I know you may have been hurt, but if you've been wounded in a relationship, you can also be healed through relationship. A relationship with Christ and a relationship with the family of God. And I'm just believing that that's what God has in store for us. Amen? In fact, we have 218 ministries here at Cathedral of Faith. And there's room for you to be part of one of those ministries. You heard about Sherry, who's in children's ministry. And and Mateo, who's part of the youth ministry and young adults. You heard about Janine, who's part of the worship team and the band. You heard about Art, who's part of the ushering team and serving. There's a place for you to serve. And I want to encourage you, this is your home. In fact, click your heels three times. Say, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Amen? I want to speak God's blessing over you. Before I do, I just want to give another shout out to Pastor Kenny and Shirley. We love you so much. We are so grateful for the foundation you laid to give us this amazing family. You're our papa and mama, and we love you very much. Blessings on you, Pastor Kenny and Shirley. Amen? Let me speak God's blessing on you. I pray that out of God's glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit and your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how high and how long and how wide and how deep is the love of Christ. And that you would know this love that surpasses knowledge. That you would be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to His power that's at work within us. To Him be glory in cathedral, in the church, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week in the Lord.